Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Legal Queen podcast. So I release these episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 6am. These episodes are recorded from my live Discord sessions where people from my community ask their questions all about family law and I try to answer them. If you would like to take part and ask a question yourself, I welcome you to join my Discord by clicking the link in my profile. Obviously, everyone that asks me a question knows that they're being recorded live for the podcast and I'm not giving advice. All I'm doing is making sensible suggestions and signposting. So enjoy the episode. Right, well, while I'm waiting for people to ask some questions, let's go to the TikTok. Can a person get divorced in the UK if they were married in Ireland? Absolutely you can. As long as the divorce hasn't started anywhere else, then yes. All we need here is a marriage certificate, a valid marriage certificate. Jackson, what's your question? We've spoken before, it was quite a while ago, yeah. um, it was regarding, um, a break, obviously, breakdown in uh, marriage, uh, gone through a divorce, a legally divorced now, but having problems with uh, child arrangements in terms of um, the dates and children coming back and forward as we live quite far apart. Um, and you, at the time you said, oh, you know, it's, it's one that if, if the compromise can't be reached, you'll have to sort of go down the route of a C1, C100, I think it was. Yeah. Um, my ex is now, my ex has now got a solicitor involved. Yeah. Um, and they've tried to make things even more difficult in terms of reducing my time with the children even more. At the moment, I just get one weekend a month, and otherwise, I spend all every Sunday sort of driving 180 miles up there and back uh, wow. to sort of spend a bit of time with the kid. Yeah. Um, and normally we meet halfway, but now she's been difficult about that. Her solicitor's sort of pushing the point and saying, look, you know, we're not, we're not going to engage in this. We think it's better for the children not to have as much time travelling, even though they do a lot of travelling with her anyway, when, when it suits her. Yeah. Um, and I've sort of said to her solicitors, look, I'm not happy about this because, you know, you've also put in your letter about your, uh, my ex uh, considers that I'm very controlling in this, that and the other. Yeah. Um, and I'm just worried about that narrative because a few things have come up whereby... In terms of the control, there'll always be two sides to this, but the, you know, she's never done anything I've asked, so I don't know, I'm not very good at controlling, but the solicitors are now sort of saying, um, oh, because of, uh, here's our proposal, but also because of your behaviour, then we, you know, trying to, it's almost like they're trying to suggest stuff in order to yeah. make me comply with that, in yeah. sense. And of course, it's um, not it, it's not helping, is it? Because it it just creates positions, confrontational positions. Sorry, yes, I, inter- I interrupted you. Carry on, Jackson. No, 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 that's right, that's, that's right, but uh, what's worrying me now is that the, I mean, I've got to the point where uh, they've put proposals, I've put uh, what I think is fair for the children, as in keeping the status quo, but with all I've asked, all I've ever asked for is certainty of the times of drop-offs and certainty that she will continue to meet halfway, and that's where they're sort of saying, no, we, we won't do that. So I can't quite see what they're suggesting in the best interest of the children. Yeah. Um, but I've now said, look, I don't want to go to court, um, to make the application, but you know, can we perhaps consider mediation? Yeah. And I've sent three letters, two emails, and had no since all through this uh, list, I've had no response at all. Yeah. Um, which is getting frustrating. Um, I ha- don't know if I've got when the next dates I have with the kids because they're not replying to that either. I'm just getting a bit. How I, long? I just don't want. I don't really have the phone. So no. Yeah. How, how long since you sent the first um, letter or email, Jackson? How many weeks or days has that been? Oh, it's, it's, it's been going on for about five or six weeks now. The last okay. letter which I sent, which I asked, um, I sort of said, look, could, could you confirm within the next seven days if you're agreeable to mediate? Um, 
and you know, it's just been it's just been ignored. Um, so what what I would yeah what I would say to that is there could be a couple of reasons why you're not getting a reply it could be that um, the solicitor is without instructions so maybe your ex isn't actually answering the solicitor's letters that's one reason sometimes um, we can't work because we've got no money on account um, or a bill hasn't been paid for example um, and we're not allowed to keep working on the file um, or it could be that, you know, she's simply saying to your, uh, her solicitor, just ignore him. I don't want anything to do with it. Unfortunately, mediation is uh, voluntary um, and therefore yeah. we can't force someone to go to mediation. So what you would then need to do, and I know you don't want to do it, Jackson, is a C100 application. Um, I, th- I think yeah. that, you know, time's slipping away. It's been five weeks. If you make your C100 application, you're going to wait another three months anyway um, to actually get before um, a judge. Um, so I, I would do the C100 application. And in the meantime, if something can be agreed, then we can put that in writing and send it into the court to get a sealed order. Um, but by the sounds okay. of it, you're, you're doing your best and you're just, you know, not getting a response. So... Your, your hands are tied, really. You have no option but to go to court. Yeah. Although, well, I, say, I mean, as I say, I don't know. I mean, what worries me, my paranoia, is that they're, you know, maybe there's some sort of tactic or they're making something, you know, they're doing something there. But no, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have right. thought so. I mean, all they can do is um, make an application to the court. So that's all they can do, yeah. really. All right. Let me know how you get on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. I'll just say, Tracy, just one thing that goes with that. With in some of the correspondence where I've had to sort of defend, I found I'm defending myself. I've had to put some comments in there of from you know my children have had discussions with me about certain things and worrying them or problem them. But when I've um, along the sort of lines of sometimes they get quite scared by her that they don't open up, they don't want to sort of talk to her about things because she you know just how she might respond. Now, I know kids can be like that. They're, they're 9 and 13 in age. I know kids can sort of play parents off a little bit, but what's worrying me is that um, I've communicated this via the solicitor, um, and what she's done is sort of directly asked the... Uh, the uh, and so my ex has then directly, when she's found out about this, has directly asked the children and sort of put them on the spot, which I think is a bit hard when... You know, they're the ones... They're saying that they're scared of her, but the person who is scaring them is the one now asking or demanding an answer yeah, from them. I understand. What's your question of me, Jackson? How can I help there? Well, no, is, 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 is there anything... Is it just something that we just have to put up with? Is there anything well, that's done in, in respect of that? Yeah, I think when you get to court, and, and clearly this one is going to end up in court, I think you just need to let the CAFCAS officer be aware of that, because CAFCAS will be involved, and I'd also be raising it with the court, you know, and getting a direction that that behaviour yeah. stop. Um, it can't be ignored and obviously it can't continue. Yeah. It's a difficult one to fix, but it doesn't mean that it shouldn't be talked about and mentioned when you're in the court. All right? Okay. Great. Oh, Thanks, yes, Jackson. Okay. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Cheers. Take care. Bye. Um, Sab, you are next on my list. What's your question? So, basically, I've got a child arrangement and uh, we had the first hearing uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, so... Uh, the the judge the judge has a request from Kafka to do the S seven report. Uh, so because of the allegation the mother uh, made, which is uh, the first one was about abduction, and the second one she said that uh, uh, sometimes I'm smacking the children. Uh, so technically in her position, uh, what she asked for, she asked uh, 
me to take some VAPP courses. And uh, the thing is, uh, uh, so I'll submit my position to the court, which is I didn't say uh, will I agree for that or not. But I think my understanding after asking some people who had the same experiences, they said that uh, uh, in most of the cases, Kafka's will ask for those courses to be taken. And the thing is, I haven't seen my children for a year now, and the mother, he, she's doing her best to keep the children away from me as long as she's, she can. So what I've decided is take my own initiative and try to find out to take these courses. And uh, the thing is, uh, uh, some some of the um, some of the uh, course provi provider they stopped because uh, they said they're gonna be a change on uh, on those courses and uh, the uh, uh, the uh, MOG they didn't take the word uh, they didn't uh, give them Sab yeah Sab so sorry sorry to interrupt Sab can I just jump in can you just ask me your question I, I understand the context of it just ask me your question. Yeah, so basically my question, what can I do to make it uh, quickly and easier to see my children because I've got a next hearing going to be in uh, in uh, in June and uh, just want to, to do the best what I can do. So just to accelerate the process to see my children. Yeah, so once you're in the court process, Sab, there, there isn't really a way to hurry that up, okay? If the other side are making allegations mm -hmm. about domestic violence, the court's going to you know, um, move forward with trepidation. They're going to want to make sure that you've done some courses, that they're going to want to make sure that there's nothing on social services records and on police records, and they're going to do a thorough check behind that because they want to be confident that if they give you mm -hmm. a, a child arrangements order, that the children are going to be safe. Now, I appreciate that you want to go ahead and get the courses mm -hmm. done. My only reservation there would be mm -hmm. that... You want to make sure you're doing the right courses. And generally, if the court order that a parent's got to do courses, then CAFCAS will make those referrals to, to, for example, a separated parents program or a, you know, domestic violence perpetrators mm -hmm. program, something like that. So I, I would probably, unless uh, you've been ordered to do it, I would be just slowing down a little bit. OK, because I've been advised about the... Um freedom project and uh, been, I've been told that it's been organized by a lot of solicitors and uh, I've done uh, really and uh, in the most of cases they refer to them or refer to uh, uh, drive drive me or something like that. Okay so, so but what one. what I'm what I'm saying so, Sab is have the court ordered you to do any of these courses yet? No. So, so you don't know which ones, if any, the court's going to order you to do, is what I'm saying. So I, I would, I would um, probably suggest that you, you, you don't do any at the moment and, and let the court decide if they're appropriate. Okay. Uh, yeah. The only thing is because I, I know that... Uh, so I, I completely understand your, uh, your point of view. And uh, the thing is, is because the courses they're taking about... 12 to uh, between 11 and 12 weeks and uh, now the new legislation it would be like nine months and 
I know I wouldn't get access to the children if I haven't done that. Okay, Sab, Sab, sorry, sorry to keep, sorry to keep interrupting you. Um, I, I do understand what you're, I do understand what you're saying. You want to get to see your children as quickly as you can, and you want to jump on and do these courses. If you want to do that, absolutely fine. But my my suggestion mm. to you would be wait to see if the court think they're appropriate. That that's all I can say really to you, to your question. Uh, uh, um, I can't really take that one any right. further. If you want to go ahead and do them, by all means, go ahead and do them. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. okay all right. So thank you, Sab. Bye bye. Um, Danny, you are next up. Whenever you're ready, ask me your question. I don't have a question. I just really want to say thank you because Aww. we got to see our boy after 16 months. Um, oh, so well done. Well done, Danny. I'm so you. pleased. I'm so pleased. It was, all, it was all due to your help. So thank you. Thank you very much for everything you do for us. Absolute pleasure. Absolute thank pleasure. You. And thank you for coming on and tell, letting us know, Danny. My pleasure. Okay. Bye-bye now. Bye. Oh, that was a good result, guys. Another another good result. So we do get them every now and again, which is really positive, and especially taking the time to come on and let us know. So that's good. Uh, Papa Smurf, you jumped up there quick. Hello. What's your question? Uh, uh, good evening. Um, Hello. I just want to say sorry. There's someone called, there's someone called Zoe who's in, your, uh, who's in, in there. Can I just say a big thank you to her? Because I'm oh. very, very terrible Doing so she's actually helped me out to be able to speak in Saturday until Oh, bless. Okay, Zoe's yeah, listening, uh, so I'm sure she heard that. That's um, Papa Smurf, yeah. Zoe, saying a massive thank you to you. How is it I can help? Um, um, so it's a bit, this is a very, very random one. So yeah. um, I'll have to kind of explain the situation yeah. in a way so obviously you can help understand what I'm saying. Um, so basically, I've been through um, a big court proceeding with my ex-wife, um, basically stopped about two, three years ago, um, to the point being that actually I find out halfway, well, three quarters of the way through my um, the actual proceedings that two of my children, who I believed were my children, actually are not bio- biologically. Okay. Um, I was granted um, PR by the judge. Yeah. Um, as part of that, due to obviously being married to my ex-wife at the time of conceiving or whatever it was, obviously, I was granted PR because of that. Yeah. Um, and I was uh, granted an order under Section 12 of the Child Act or, or whatever. Um, I need to be able to see the children, have regular contact with them, this, that, and the other. Um, from now, obviously, what's now happened is my uh, ex-wife has now moved to Scotland. Um, and it's basically since then, so since Christmas, I've not been allowed, well, she's denied me access to speak to the children have any regular contact with them, um, has accused me of everything under the sun, obviously the children reporting, which I know is not, because the night before um, I brought my children back from having them over Christmas, they were crying in my arms because they were told, mummy's going to stop us speaking to you, and they didn't want to leave me, basically. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to understand what is the best way to go about this, because... I don't want to drag the children back through a court proceedings. Um, I want to try and do this as part as a parent between, you know, I understand parents don't get on all the time. I fully understand that. I have that as a child. Uh, my parents didn't get on, but, um, and I don't want my children to go through that. So I'm trying to sort of find out what is the best way perhaps 
from a legal respect, uh, legal representative that how you can, how I would approach my ex-wife to say, look, I don't want to go down court proceedings. What you're actually telling me is saying that the Section 12 in Scotland doesn't count, which I'm sure it probably would because Australia was a part of the United Kingdom. Um, and how obviously I can say things to her to say, look, you know, you're being silly here. This is, not, you know, you're breaking a court order have you, without having to go down court route. Does have, that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I totally get that you don't want to do that again down the court route. You know, the court yeah. route doesn't always help. That I, I find yeah. that child arrangements orders are really helpful where you've got two parents that can't decide how the time should be split between them. So it's not as if they yeah. don't want the, the, the time split, they just can't decide it. So then it helps. Um, yeah. In your case, that's more of a co-parenting issue and the, the, mm. the court can't help really in those instances. What I find is quite effective though is mediation. Now I don't know if she's at yeah. that stage, um, but family mediation, I think I think to work on co-parenting, I certainly wouldn't accuse her of being silly. And I know that you were just explaining the context to me and you probably wouldn't say that to her. But I, I, would, yeah. I would rephrase that to sort of say, look, you know, this really isn't in the children's best interest. Ask her questions that you know are only going to generate a positive result. So, you know, do you consider mm. me to be a risk to the children? No. Um, you know, do you think it's in the children's best interest to not have a relationship with me? Well, she's going to say no, I would have thought. So if you yeah. if you phrase your questions in a way that actually... Only, go on. So, sorry, but the only thing I would say about that is... Um, so I've tried everything. So I've tried, obviously, just speaking to them on the phone. I've tried uh, to send videos. Obviously, with my, my job, I'm in the military, so um, I do certain things that my children find really, really interesting. I try and send videos of all this, that, and the other. When I speak to them, they say money doesn't show us anything. Yet over Christmas, she sent a video to them, and because oh, sorry, it was for New Year, sorry, and because I didn't show the children her, the, I didn't show the children the video she sent me. She's accused me of everything under the sun and saying now how the children are really worried about this and being that when. To be honest, and I'll be frank, the children didn't ask for her once because we were doing everything they wanted to do. Yeah. So you've got a vendetta against parents because, well, sorry, she stated before Christmas, again, there's nothing in the court order, but I went with it, um, that my children, my parents would have absolutely no input on anything to do with the children. I did that. All I did was take them on um, a visit to the Panto, which was their Christmas present. Yeah. So it it, it, it but but it, but the but my answer is the same. Sorry to jump in. It, it's co-parenting. You know, regardless of yeah. you know what she is or isn't doing, there's anger there. There's resentment there for yeah. whatever's happened historically in your relationship with her. She's not able to let that go. Um, and that's coming yeah. out. The only thing that she can control is your relationship with the children. So it's that that needs to be looked at, you know, and, and nothing else. And that can be a painful process because you can't force the other person to letting go of whatever it is that they're hanging on to. But I definitely think mm. that an independent third party, it might not be mediation, it might be counselling, it might be something, some sort of therapy. Yeah. But I think, I think that's mm. probably where... It, it needs to differ this time um, and because okay. otherwise you're always going to have this issue. But, you know, it's, yeah, it's about both of you really just kind of letting go of those barriers that exist currently. Because, you know, ironically, mm. when the children are grown up 
and, and adults and they're seeing both of you freely and I'm sure that they will, you'll both look back and think, yeah. my God, what a complete waste of time that was. And I know that she can't see that now. She can't see that. But, you know, part of your journey, without sounding too philosophical, is to try to get her to understand, try to get her to that place faster. Because if you do, and I know that's difficult, but if you can get her there, then you're going to have a great relationship with the children. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. It's it's quite ironic because she's now in a new relationship. This is when now it's all gone peaked on, whereas before... She would happily let me speak to the kids and things like that. It's almost like she needed me. Oh, can I have some money for this? Can I have some money for that? Whereas yeah. I can never say no to the children. Yeah. And that's actually caused a lot of problems in my new relationship because yeah. I'm just giving her money left, right, and Chelsea. And it's sort of like, actually, I'm getting myself into debt here to please her and the children. And actually, I should be concentrating on my own new life with my new, my new child and my missus and everything. So. Um, yeah, you know, and 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 therein, therein, therein lies the issue. You've moved on, and yeah. she may not have moved yeah. on, and you know she's in a position where well, she's being yeah, forced. Yeah. yeah, but you've got a new baby, and and it, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's a mind it's a mind thing, isn't it? But look, all you can yeah. do is try, keep going. You know, yeah. counselling, therapy, mediation, whatever, but just keep trying. I sh- yeah. I, sh- I don't think the court route's going to work for you again. All right. Yeah. Great. Okay. Great. Thanks okay, for your you. question. Bye. Thank you so much for That's all right. Bye bye. Um, Amaze, you are next up. What's your question? So, um, basically, I've been married since 2015. Yeah. Um, I have a joint mortgage with my partner. Yeah. So, my co- and um, also there are some other properties that are bought between in during our marriage that are on my husband's name. Yeah. I had the feeling of divorcing for quite a while now. I, I applied and I cancelled it. And still I, still I feel like I want to divorce. Is there a way of stopping my husband from hiding assets before divorcing? Uh, not really. No, you can't stop anybody from hiding anything that they want to. Um, but you would hope that once you get the financial disclosure underway, that those hidden assets will, you know, become obvious. That you know, you'll be able to see from bank statements that large amounts were moved or that shares were cashed in or whatever it might be. But you can't stop somebody uh, from well. Well, you can if you get an injunction, obviously, um, to freeze assets. But technically, no. If, if he's going to move stuff, he's going to move it thing to do is to get your divorce started ASAP so that you can get your financial order started so that, you know, you can get the financial disclosure out of the way and not really give him a chance to start moving things around. Okay, so All right. without the financial order, he will still have the opportunity of moving assets? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they're his assets, you, you, you have to start the financial application to get an injunction to freeze assets you know, to stop somebody moving them about. You can't do that until you start the divorce. So I think the priority is if you think he's doing that or he's going to do that, then you need to be starting your divorce fairly quickly. The court can help you, but you've got to start the process is what I'm saying to you. What I'm worried is that if I do that, that it will affect our co-parenting after divorce. Okay, well, then it comes down to a personal choice, doesn't it? What do you want more? 
the fact that he might, you know, because you're not going to be able to have it both ways. I know that seems a bit harsh, but so I'm giving you the answer to the question. But then if you think that's going to cause a problem in another area, it will come down to personal choice then. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. It's it's a it's a tough one, isn't it? It's it's a tough one. It is. It is. I mean, I suppose essentially if you do something that protects your position, i.e. freezing the assets, you're gonna upset him. But then if you don't do anything and he moves the assets, he's gonna upset you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. I'll, le I'll leave that one. The assets, sorry, freezing the assets would, would only happen after the final order? No, no, you've got to start the divorce process and then you get a financial application underway. And if you think then that he's, freeze, uh, that he's moving assets, you can have them frozen by way of the financial application until, you know, until we can get a final order in place. I mean, it, it, it's quite technical what we're talking about. So, you know, you would need to get some legal advice on that. That's probably the best thing to do. Okay. All right. I'll leave that one for you to think yeah, about. Okay. So. You're welcome. Bye. Uh, Thank you. Becky, you are next on my list whenever you're ready. Ask me a question. Um, we spoke last week and you gave me some good advice, which I've taken and I've moved forward with the financial order. Great. Um, I have had a small amount. I have had a small amount of um, legal advice, but financially, I can't sort of afford the full package. So I've kind of been dipping in and out of um, from assistant, doing quite a lot of work myself. Yeah. Um, I'm now on form E, which I've filled in. Yeah. Um, as to the best of my ability, um, I have taken some sort of advice online. Um, but in terms of um, the boxes with the capital assets um, and things like that that I'm looking for. Um, what can I include in that? Um, I, I don't want to sort of, I don't want to ask for something, you know, and I'm not going to ask for something that's wildly, you know, not appropriate. Are you in section three, Becky? Are you in section three? Yeah. Are you in section three, that part of the form? Yeah. That's yeah. Right. yeah the so where um, I'm asking yeah so that what, the the um, the end of that just for others that might be listening and in the same position um, for me is where we lay out all of our position our financial position when we're entering into a financial disclosure part one is all your admin details so name address uh, date of birth children's details etc part two is all the numbers so what's all your assets put all the numbers down and what's all your debts put all the numbers down Part three is more of a narrative, part four, part three and part four. Yeah. So part three, you would simply put in there, Becky, what it is that you need. So the capital resources, for example, you need a house. If you own your house at the moment or you have a mortgage on it, then you would put down, well, you know, I'm going to need a three-bedroomed house and in my area they are X amount. Or I'm going to need yeah. a new car because this one's on its last legs and I'm going to need X amount for that. Okay, so I can ask, I, I can ask for, for the money for coming... We well, it's not. It's that not that you're. It's not that you're asking for the money. You're put. You're letting the court know what your needs are. So you need a house. Okay. You need a car. You might need five thousand pounds to replace oh, the see. white goods, for example. So th the court's then aware of what it is that you need. Okay. Okay. So because I feel like I was just asking for a car, and that doesn't feel appropriate. To yeah. Me. Um, but equally. Um, I need to make sure that I, you know, I'm, that I'm asking for everything in that form that is 
is acceptable, you know, within the court system if I have to go down that route. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's what you need. Whatever you need, you put in that section three. Okay. All right. And when you get to the section, uh, the part I'm thinking of is um, the debts and everything. Is it every single thing that you've got, even if you've accumulated that after the separation? Yes. Yeah. So you've, you've got to put down, accurately record or reflect your financial position. So, yes. It's not just debts that we accumulated within the marriage. It's everything, that, uh, uh, like as of today. Everything that today. you have. Yeah, everything that you have. Okay? Great. Okay. Thanks, Thank Becky. You that, Tracy. I really appreciate your help. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Um, Andrea, you are next on my list. What's your question? Hello there, thank you for taking my call. That's okay. We have spoken previously. We have, yeah. So super quick um, background, uh, there is a court order in place. My little boy, um, since November, has refused to see his dad. Yeah. Um, but we've been working towards getting him to see his dad. I've had meetings with my friend and his brother present. The problem is, since we've restarted contact, his dad has turned particularly nasty towards me. Um, to the point that his brother has said he thinks it's best he acts as an intermediary because how aggressive his dad is towards me. The head teacher of my little boy's school has got involved and said, um, basically, the dad asked for a meeting at the school and the head teacher called me and said, do not meet that man on your own. You are not safe. Don't meet him on your own. Um, I've got to the point where I, I've, I've now said I don't want Dad to contact me at all and I'm trying to arrange to have somebody in place to uh, be present when he picks up and drops off my little boy. At what point is it appropriate for me potentially to look at getting something in place to protect myself and to stop him from, from being so aggressive and intimidating and, and nasty all the time? I mean, he has admitted in front of people, if I want to be aggressive, I will, that's my right. So I think what 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 you're talking about, Andrea, yeah, what you're talking about, Andrea, is a non-molestation order. Um, so okay. ultimately, you know, if you if you feel that your safety is compromised, then you can apply for that. Um, non-molestation order obviously is domestic violence um, or some sort of uh, abuse, and you may then qualify for legal aid. So I think the first step okay. is to have a chat with the civil legal advice line. And if you've got a pen, okay. I will give you the number for you to call. And they're generally open till eight o'clock in the evening, Monday to Friday. So you'll still be able oh, to fantastic. get speaking to somebody. They're also open on a Saturday morning, I think, till 12 or at least one. Um, so their number, do you, have you got a pen? I've got a pen. I'm just yeah. running downstairs to get a piece of paper. One second. Right. Okay. Right. So it's 0345. 0345 345 345 three, four, 345 four, three, four, five. Four, three, four, five. And they and are, the yeah, they are the civil legal advice line and they will tell you if you qualify for legal aid. Once you get past that stage, it takes about 15, 20 minutes on the phone. Once you get through that stage, then you'll get a legal aid solicitor. And what you're looking for is a non-molestation order. Okay? Okay. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you very, very much for your help. You're welcome. Thanks, Andrea. Bye. Bye for now. Bye, bye. Mart, you are next up. What's your question? Right. Dad has been a victim of TV. 
Um, also had a tracker put on his car by mum. Mum is making false allegations to Kafka's leading to supervised contact recommendation. How can dad prove his innocence and have his account taken to court um, without them dismissing it, without his evidence being dismissed? Well, surely if mum's the one making the allegations, then the courts have got to test those allegations. So we do that by way of a fact-find hearing. I can't imagine the courts just took mum's allegations on point and then made an order without dad being able to at least show that he didn't do any of that stuff. I think it's more to do with Kafka's. Kafka's have um, taken mum's allegation and recommended... Um, supervised contact but he wants to prove his innocence more than anything yeah so I mean supervised contact won't go on forever so there'll be um, a method to Kafka's madness so to speak um, it depends what mom's allegations are let's say mom's allegations are I don't know drug abuse or something well then it might be supervised contact until such times as he provides the hair strand testing results or maybe it's yeah. violence or yeah. something. Well, then it may be that supervised contact continue until he's completed the program, um, you know, domestic violent perpetrators program, or maybe a parenting course, or it will depend. Um, but they certainly, they don't generally give a final order with supervised contact in it because it just doesn't work. It falls down. So the, the, there'd, be yeah, an, yeah. there'd be another layer to that, Martin. And it might be that really, if, if I was to know a bit more about it, that he doesn't need to prove his innocence. He might just need to jump through a hoop or two to convince Kafka yeah. there is no real risk to this and then we can all move on and, and go home. Do you know what I mean? So it, it will depend on the yeah, context of the allegations, really. Yeah. And I have one more um, quite sensitive, I think. Okay. Um, so I had a message from a young lass. Um, she's recently found out that she is pregnant. Yeah. She feels that she is too young to be having a child and she wants to live her life a bit more. Yeah. Um, the, the father is insisting that she keeps the baby. Yeah. Um, and that they, obviously they raise it as a family, but she doesn't feel that she's comfortable in the way that he's going about to pressurise her in to keep the baby. Yeah. It, does he have a say, basically? Not really. No, he doesn't. It, it's, it's her choice, ultimately. And I would be suggesting that that young lady goes along and speaks to somebody without him being present. I think she needs a little bit of, you know, clarity, really. Maybe if he's pecking in her ear all the time, she's just feeling very because it might be that you know she she ends up making the decision to keep the baby but she can't make that decision uh, when she's feeling pressured by him and perhaps her instinct is is telling her to kick back and do the opposite of what he wants so it is her decision absolutely it is um, at this stage because she's found out she's pregnant um, and, and I would suggest that she go along and speak to somebody you know uh, somebody at the clinic or a good girlfriend perhaps or a sister or a mother something like that but it's her decision oh have I lost you Mart gone quiet there anyway not sure what's happened to Mark there um, but hope that you got the answer to that question, Mark. Yeah. Oh, oh did, did, hello. I think I'm still here. Oh, you are still there. Yep, you are still there. Excellent. Hope yeah, you, well, no, that's all I have, Beatrice. Brilliant. Okay, appreciate that. Thank you.
thanks. Um, so last week, you'll remember that Mart asked was asked a question about free parenting courses that take place online, and I had one of my team today sort some out for me. They did some research. So I'll put these up or I'll get one of the team tomorrow actually to put them up on the Discord um, and I'll, we'll put them in the children's forum. But basically, the, here's a few. Family lives, family links, in our place, everyday parenting and who's in charge, okay? So that's family lives, that's one course. Uh, family links, another course. In our place, another course everyday parenting and who's in charge and they are all parenting courses that are free online so I will get Eloise to pop them onto the discord tomorrow because um, Eloise bobs in and out of the discord for me on a daily basis um, and we answer a couple of questions so I'll get her to put them on in the children's uh, forum so that you can check them out okay hope they're helpful uh, Bumblebee you are next up what's your question Hi, um, what it is, my, my son was removed uh, through a care order several years ago yeah. um, and placed with my other child's uh, father as sort of a foster carer. Now, I've requested under the placement of the parents' regulations for my son to be returned to my care. He turns 18 next year, so they were looking at returning him to me when the care order ends. But then I discovered that he can be returned sooner. Now, the social workers called me and said they've been given the go-ahead to have the process started and that I need to complete some assessments with her. Yeah. I just wondered whether you knew anything about what these assessments entailed. Um, has, has your son got any sort of disability or special needs that yes, we need? He yeah, has. okay. Yes, so it, yeah. yeah, it'll be it'll be courses around that. So it'll be specific courses that will demonstrate that you are more than capable to deal with your son's special needs or the provisions that he right. needs. And it might just not be your ability to demonstrate you can do that, but it might also be to check out your home, for example, the facilities that you have right. available to you, and if they're suitable for him to come home. Yes, because I have unsupervised contact and they, yeah. they, they have no issues with that at all. Okay, brilliant. Um, I have him for a week at a time. So to yeah. me, it's very positive news. So yes. I just wanted a bit of reassurance really that that is positive. Absolutely. And, and hopefully within the 10 weeks get him home. Yeah, 100%. Brilliant. I mean, if you're if you're getting unsupervised at now at the weekends, that that's great. That's a step in the right direction. Obviously, having him full time requires a lot more, you know, patience, commitment commitment stamina yeah. so the, they'll be they'll just want to make sure that it's not going to be too overwhelming for you that you're fully aware you know maybe to check on some respite you know when do you then get a break that sort of thing but yeah. I think it's all going yeah. in the right direction from what you've said uh, all right you so much, Tracy. you're welcome you. pleasure bye-bye bye. uh, Skittle you are next up on my list whenever you're ready um, so my parents, um, my dad adopted me. He had two children from previous marriage. Um, and he adopted me and my brother. Him and my mum lived together. His name was never on the mortgage. Um, they got divorced, or they separated about 20 years ago. And they got divorced in 2011. Recently, my dad died and he didn't leave a will and there was no financial order. Um, 
my dad hasn't even buried yet um but my sisters from his first marriage are trying to claim my mum's house right and i and want to know really whether they, whether she should be worried. Yeah, I mean, it's a better question, Skittle, for a probate solicitor because that's who would be dealing with it. And if we're challenging or contesting a will, it's a probate solicitor that would be able to answer those questions. Um, however, it does cross over into family law in that if there's no clean break order i.e. a financial order of any description, then your mother is also able to challenge that will. Now, that's as far as I can take it. So there wasn't a will at all. Oh, sorry, beg your pardon. So you can challenge the the estate. So that's as far as I can take it. She can still make a financial claim on his estate, as can his children, um, because they are his children. But from there, you would need to... Uh, speak to a probate solicitor because I wouldn't be able to take it any further than that. All I know is that she can challenge his estate because no financial order has been put in place. So if can I sorry can I just so if my mum my mum remarried, um, but my dad didn't ever remarry. Okay. Um, so does my mum's house still form part of his estate? Um, yes, it. Yeah. Potentially it will. I mean, yeah, it's difficult, Skittle, because if they're just divorced and the house is in your mum's name and there's no financial order, chances are no. I mean, her remarriage now bars him. That changes it again. So that bars her, sorry, from making a a claim to the estate. So she wouldn't be able to do that. Whose house is the name in? Whose name is the house in? My mum's, and it's always been in my mum's name. Oh, well, then it won't farm... farm. My dad... It won't oh, form part of the estate then. When they were married. Yeah, but it, that doesn't matter. He he's died now, so he can't make a a financial application anymore. Um, it's not his. They, they're divorced, um, and therefore his children won't be able to. It's it's a better question for probate. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thanks, okay. Skittle. Okay. Bye bye. Thank you. Uh, Sam, going to come to you next. Sam, thirty-two. It's regarding about, I've got full custody of my son. Yeah. Uh, My ex is my son. We've had a court order in place. My son is refusing to go and see his dad. Yeah. The school have says to me, go back to court because of the court order. Yeah. I've had a support worker. Um, She said the same thing. Dad doesn't really get involved. I've tried to talk to dad regarding about it. Look, he doesn't want to go. Let's just kind of do a day contact. He's still not having any of it. Um, at the moment, my son's getting assessed for autism or ADHD. Yeah. I don't know what to do. In, in, in what context, Sam? What do you mean? You don't, the, no, I, you don't have to force the child to go. How old is your child? He's five. He's turning six. Okay, so, so I, would, I wouldn't be forcing him. I mean, ultimately, if Dad wants to make an application to the court, then he can. Don't feel intimidated by that is the first thing that I would say. And let the court he know. He's threatening me. Okay, Sorry. that's, that's fine. That's fine, Sam. That, you know, he, he's, he, if, he, if he wishes to make an application to the court, then he can do. Never feel threatened. And I say this when I say this to everyone that's listening. You know, people can threaten us with court applications 
all they like, but don't think that the court's then a monster that's going to give dad everything that he's asking for just because it's his application. That's not how it works at all, okay? So if he if he's unable to sit down with you and co-parent and talk about it rationally, then his resolve in his head, it might be, I've got to make this court application. That's fine. Let him go and do that. And, and you know, that's his right if he wants to. But you, you will then be invited to the court and you will be asked by the court, well, what's going on? Why can't we have contact progressing? And you will tell them exactly what you told me. And then Kafkas will try to nurture what's in the best interest of the child. And, and again, people forget that. What the Children's Act says is that it's the child's right to have a relationship with both parents, not the parent's right because there are children. It's the child's right. So because of that, the court's always looking to do what's in the child's best interests. And if at the moment the child doesn't want to see father, for whatever reason, that will be explored and investigated and perhaps certain boundaries put in place or certain things put in place. He doesn't have um, a relationship with his dad anymore. Okay. Um, dad that... picks him up and leaves him down his mum's house. Okay. Now, my son's, like, told the school all everything. Um, so the school have says to me, it's best to go back to court and get the court order changed. Yeah. Potentially, potentially. Or you can just... I mean, the first thing I would say, Sam, is you're his mum, so you need to make the decision. Yeah. Don't make a court application based on what someone else is telling you. All right, so you're his mum. You know, you see a very different context to what the school or, or whoever else is involved with your, with your son sees. Um, if you want to go back and vary the order, that's entirely up to you. Um, I personally would just exercise my parental responsibility and be saying to dad, it's not working. Now, we need to talk about it. And if Dad says, I don't want to talk about it, well, fine. It's not working. What more can I say? And I'd be stopping whatever bits aren't working. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Stay, That's fine. Feel in control because you are the mum. So you feel in control. And, and when that, you know, I'm when that... To yeah. Him, yeah. Um, I'm not getting anyway. He keeps on using the court order. Yeah. And I keep on saying, you know what... The school are concerned about his my child's mental well-being, um, so they won't release him to dad because he just refuses at school that he doesn't want to go with him because yeah. he picks him up on a Friday. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but well, then if the if the school are refusing to to give him to dad, well, you know, then that's fine. You're, you're having to pick him up on a Friday. You're kind of not involved in that decision, really. The school are exercising yeah. their um, ability to be able to stop that. So, you know, but what I'm saying to you, Sam, is don't worry about it. it. Don't worry about it. All right? Okay. Okay. That's fine. Brilliant. Thank you. All right. Thanks speak to that. you soon. Bye. Bye. Cheers, guys. I am going to leave it there. It's after seven. Um, yeah, so no Discord tomorrow, as Missy says. I'm back again next Monday. Apologies to those of you still in the lounge with your hand up. Um, we could be here for another hour, I'm sure. So until next Monday, take care. By all means, keep asking the questions in the um, forums and send me emails. That's fine. Not a problem at all. Um, and speak to you all again next Monday. Bye, guys.